to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Okay, welcome back to the Dave's I Know. Uh, guys, it's been a long time. I think almost three months since we last recorded a podcast back in Holy October. Um, we have the, the regular Dave's I Know crew here. MJ, how are you doing, bud? I'm great. How are you, David? I'm wonderful. Recovering from Albuquerque still. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And we have Jess. Jess is back. Welcome, Jess. <laughs> Somebody cue Elton John's the bitch, yeah, the bitch, yeah, the bitch is back. <laughs> Only I'm not sober. Let's not go there. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, well, you know, obviously, if you guys are following along in the feed, we, MJ and I partnered with uh, the Minnesota football shows, Eric uh, Silver Brenneman and Rodrigo Sanchez Tavaria, and we did a, a Minnesota Football Daves series of podcasts. Thank you to everybody who listened to those, by the way. Um, we got some really good feedback. People were not um, frustrated or upset with us or our voices, MJ um, or Eric or Rodrigo. I know Eric and, and the, the Minnesota uh, football show folks have, have been back in the saddle since the beginning of the year. We took a little bit longer um, just because we all needed to. And lots of there's lots of stuff, like small things happening, but nothing so major that we you know couldn't avoid um, a podcast. But we are back now. Um, and it's, I want to say it's very excited to kick off the uh, goddamn, I think, eighth year, seventh year of this podcast, <laughs> something like that. Um, so shout out. Lucky and if you number 11. Yeah, if you want to if you want a, a very um, let's see, what's the best way? A, uh, if you want an, exp- an experience, go to the Dave's I know dot com. Um, don't not do not go there. If uh, you're prone to epilepsy, um, because <laughs> that site has been taken over by a uh, crazy Chinese gambling company thing, and there's just yeah, it's bright lights and everything, and it's awesome. I can't believe it's like it's a perfect metaphor for everything that Dave's I know has become. <laughs> but uh, can I lose yeah. a lot of money at slots? Yeah, I mean, if you want to lose a lot of money at slots, that's probably the best place to okay, go. Dave's I know dot com. Um, yeah. Check it, check it out. Uh, okay, well, we do actually have a little bit of Minnesota United stuff to talk about. Um, we can start with the one preseason match that we know that's happened. Uh, last week, they played NYCFC. Uh, the team is currently in Orlando, Florida, training. They've been there for um, about a little over a week now. They had their first match, I believe, it was on Wednesday or thir- Wednesday? Wednesday or Thursday. Anyways, um, they beat NYCFC one to nothing. Uh, and Tani Oluwese was the lone goal scorer for both teams. Although I did read, because obviously this game was not um, uh, shown on TV or anything. Broadcast. We didn't find somebody to stream it from their phone. Yeah, right. But apparently um, 
Minnesota United, or sorry, NYCFC missed a penalty in this game. Uh, NYCFC is also still without Sean Johnson. This is obviously a lot of, I know there was some MNUFC two players that went down. So this is, you know, still early, early in preseason. New York City played some of their academy players in the game. NYCFC played a kid who's 14 years old in this game, um, which is kind of terrifying because that kid could theoretically be my grandchild. <laughs> a 14 year old just based on doing the maths you know, if, I had a, if I was at a teenage you know got someone knocked up in high school offensive. yeah Good so sure. anyways um, anything to say MJ that you read from, from the game about, about that other than if, hey we scored a goal and I watched the replay of the goals the goal is pretty good So I did not so tell me about it David oh it's just you know it's basically um, he ran onto a ball and beat the goalkeeper. I mean, it was a really good sort of striker movement. We, there was only a very like, what, 10 second clip that MNUFC posted. Yeah. Um, so you didn't see, I didn't, you didn't see any of the lead up to it. Um, what caused it was a defensive errors. You saw um, Tani who was hyped up after he was drafted. He was drafted last year, I believe. Um, super hyped up by some of the MOS uh, soccer.com realtors. Uh, it's a potential game changer for Minnesota. And I believe he played a little bit with the with the twos last year. Um, great to see him just like, sort of like stepping up and, and trying to make a name for himself. And he, he saw the ball home really well. You know, a lot of times when you get a, all of a sudden the ball squirts to you and there's nobody in front of you, you, you kind of. Um, hashtag panic. Think about, think about it too much. Exactly. Yeah. Hashtag panic. Uh, he did. He calmly slotted it at home. So it was a great, great ball, uh, great goal and gave Minnesota United their first, uh, preseason victory. They play again. Um, they play a couple more times against teams in uh, Florida. I think they play Philadelphia later this week, um, maybe even tomorrow or Wednesday, if you're listening to this podcast. Um, and then I think they have one more game before they come home for a week and then they go out to California, which we can talk about, you know, at some other time. So anyways, they are playing games. Um, we do see occasionally some stuff from twitter.com, but you know, not much is known about what's going on with the team. So what's, I think that's a good segue to jump in to our big, our big things. Um, the big questions, things that we may have missed in the interim, not, you know, recording podcast. Um, we have some new loons. Um, we drafted a couple of them, um, a left fullback. Ryan Jiba, who you may remember from Union Omaha. Go ahead, Jess. Okay. I have a really hard time welcoming new loons before I know exactly which loons I've lost. There's something really cathartic about putting one season to bed and okay. those players See? and my love for them. All right, so let's so we'll do it. We'll do it that way. We'll we'll do the loons that flew away. Um, okay. So okay. Jogo. So yeah. So Jogo, uh, Jonathan Gonzalez, theoretically might come back. Um, there are rumors that um, the loons want to sign him, but they also don't want to buy. And his his wages are quite high for his team in Liga MX. So there's more than likely he won't be back. Um, if he would, it may be halfway through the season or whatever, when the the salary is not as much. Uh, we lost Nabi Kibanguchi, <clears throat> uh, Justin McMaster, Kelly Montgomery, Jacory Hayes, RIP Jacory Hayes, uh, 
Abu Dhabi, uh. good riddance. Good riddance. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, our 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 Madagascar Malagasy Romain Metinier, um, he's gone. Nico Hansen went to San Antonio FC. Um, oh Tyler, God, they all go to Texas. Yeah, Fuck Tyler Miller. Life. Tyler Miller to DC United. Azil Jackson, we traded to St. Louis City. I think we talked a little bit about that one. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, obviously. Adrian Unu um, left the team and went back to uh, League Un. So, so that's the and that's the bulk. Well. Adrian, Adrian Unu is doing well there. I can't yeah. care about how he's doing there right now. I am caring about Metinier and my little gazelle Nico Hansen. And why do all my favorite loons go to Texas? It's like that state just is the bane of my existence. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to get down to Texas, apparently. See some... No, no, no. <laughs> Texas needs to get its shit together. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Don't go there. They might not like you out. Anyway, so. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, all right, so some of the... Uh, Loons, you got new contracts. Um, I guess okay. <clears throat> Joseph Rosales um, signed a new a new deal. Uh, this is a, a full transfer, I think, from because I believe he was also on loan last year, like Jonathan Gonzalez was. I think this is a, a full transfer mm-hmm. um, from Independiente. Mm-hmm. We uh, signed Alan Benitez um, on a free transfer. Again, he had, was also on loan, uh, but that ended last year and brought him in full time. Uh, Mender Garcia. Um, was obviously brought in last year. And then as part of the draft class, Emmanuel Iwe, who played with Minnesota United FC2 last year, um, but because of the weird MLS draft rules, we had to draft him if you wanted to keep him um, mm-hmm. on the team. So he'll more likely play with the twos again, those uh, loons this year, uh, but we have his MLS rights for when he is ready to step up to the, to the big team. Um, anything on those old uh, old loons new contracts, MJ? Uh, the Manuel Uwe, uh Just want to shout out to Joy Athletic, even though yeah, um, as a Minneapolis City fan, I love to chant and root against them. But like, just it was obvious when watching him at St. Louis Park with all of you all that he was the best guy on the pitch for for Joy Athletic, and it's really nice seeing someone come through the NPSL and make yeah. it to. Those loons and 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 then have Minnesota United recognize, hey, here we have a St. Cloud State, you know, St. Louis Park guy who is is local, and we want to invest in him. We want to keep him around. So I think that's a good story. Me too. Yeah, that is uh, <clears throat> super awesome. All right, so now let's talk new loons. Um, these are some of the new players that are coming in. Um, like, as I mentioned before, um, the fullback from uh, Union Omaha. Uh, Ryan Jiba. Um, you may remember him. He played against us here in the Open Cup last Open year. Cup. U.S. Open Cup, yep. Um, he was drafted. He signed a one-year contract with uh, three uh, team options, I believe. And then we, because of the weird, uh, archaic rules of U.S. soccer and MLS, we had to pay a uh, transfer fee from to Union Omaha because he was technically, even though he was draft eligible. He had signed a professional contract 
And so we had to pay a transfer fee of, I believe, $50,000, I think it was reported by Andy Greeter, um, to Union Omaha for him. We picked up uh, uh, goalkeeper Clint Irwin <clears throat> as our um, number, sorry, number one backup goalkeeper. You may remember him from many teams in MLS, including most recently the Colorado Rapids. Um, he also goes by the nickname Old Dutch because he got chipped by Darwin Quintero three times. <laughs> so the Minnesota United faithful were effectively, um, effectively and, um, you know, with love, refer to him as Old didn't, Dutch. So, <clears throat> Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't uh, – wasn't he the goalkeeper for Colorado in that – two-part U.S. Open yes. Cup match. Also that. That's that, last year. And we, that, and that might have been the – that might have been the impetus. Go ahead, Andrew. You, you should just read my article about the history of Minnesota supporters heckling goalkeepers, and uh, you should read that, and you should – you know, the buddy system was chanted, you know, and <laughs> if you don't get that, read the article. Right on. Also, yes, a huge shout-out to yourself, sodasoccer.com. Uh, um, I believe, yeah, he was referred to as, as Old Dutch, and then that name really took off during during that two parter, uh, two part soccer match. So uh, they brought in uh, another fullback, uh, right fullback Zarek Valentin, um, most recently of the Houston Dynamo, but previously of the Portland Timbers, um, who is a super awesome, uh, politically left leaning dude. When um, there was all the Iron Front shit a few years ago, um, Zarek Valentin was one of the only players who like was photographed with the Iron Front flag um, with the Portland Timber uh, supporters, with the Timbers Army. So um, he's a super good dude. You know, he's more than likely will be a backup. Um, but in terms of getting a, a, just a good person, um, he's a really good guy and apparently works out at my brother, uh, my brother's Lifetime Fitness because there's a dude in there who keeps showing up in Houston Dynamo gear. And I'm like, well, that's got to be Zarek Valentin. It's yeah. <laughs> no one in Minnesota has Houston Dynamo workout gear. So, um, um, if you want, I would be interested to know off air which lifetime is your we cousin can... because I have a cousin that is a lifetime fitness trainer. Okay, well, we can we can talk off off pod okay. about that. So, uh, we cannot all... reveal. Yep. They also brought in another defender, uh, Daniel Henry from Toronto FC. Um, and then uh, traded as part sort of. Sorry, go ahead, MJ. Previously of LAFC, the Suwon Suwon Samsung Blue Wings in Korea. Oh, okay. Um, Ottawa Fury, Vancouver, and the Blackburn Rovers. Okay, good to know. Uh, yeah. As part of part of what seemed to be a part of that sort of it happened at the same time as the. Um, uh, Akil, Azil Jackson deal brought in Cameron Dunbar from LA Galaxy. Uh, we traded 75,000 in, uh, I think, GAM to the Galaxy for Dunbar. This is also before all of the LA Galaxy getting fined a million dollars worth of GAM um, because they were doing shit um, under, the, under the table. Imagine that. No. The LA Galaxy. Yeah. Paying yep. their athletes extra money, like off the books. Right. Never saw that coming. Yeah. Um, more um, recently, sorry, go ahead. Is there anything else you had on Cameron Dunbar? He mostly played for well, LA Galaxy. He mostly too. played for, he, yeah, he mostly played for LA Galaxy too. So I expect him to be playing mostly with Dosalins. 
Yeah, he did get about nine or ten appearances, mostly in the twenty twenty, uh, the twenty twenty season, the um, abbreviated COVID season. But yeah, for the most most recently for the last year or two, he's been with the uh, uh, LA Galaxy two. Um, Minnesota United C two also signed an Australian midfielder, Zayden Bello. Um, not much is known about him. It's one year plus a team option, young midfielder. Uh, and then most recently, I believe that it was finalized literally today, or at least the press release went out, but it sort of was known um, throughout uh, MLS circles. Uh, center back Mikhail Marques of AFC Eskilstuna uh, in the, is that the Norwegian second division, MJ? Or is it Swedish second uh, division? Swedish, I believe it's the Swedish first division. Right. Swedish first division. Okay. Um, um, let me double check. I thought it was the second division. Anyways, he's a, he's a 21 year old um, defender, right? I believe a right footed defender. Um, $250,000 transfer fee was paid to his team. Um, he'll occupy one of the U22 spots. It wouldn't surprise me if he's, you know, has, gets more time with uh, those loons this year. Um, but definitely considering that we need young center backs, hopefully we should get some time with the first team as well. So, Anybody else that I'm missing there um, before we jump into some of the notable absences so far? Uh, and then we can talk a little bit about some of the rumors that are were hanging out there, still out there, maybe are dead now, but who knows? You're right. Uh, I forgot. Alsvanskan is the Swedish top division. So the Super okay. Red is, is the Swedish second division. So. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, yeah. So, anyways, so. I mean, the Swedish second division is probably comparable to USL League One, so it's 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 not unreasonable that he could play, you know, have some time with the first team, but more than likely, it probably will be with the Dos Loons at least to start the season out. So, uh, okay, he's young, right? Yeah, he's, young. he's very young. Okay, um, let's jump into the two people who are not with the team right now um, in Orlando in Orlando. Uh, let's start with Kamar Lawrence. Cause I don't know much about, I know a lot more about Reynoso. So we can maybe get Kamar Lawrence. I'll, done I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up for you. Uh, he is in Jamaica on a personal issue. Okay. That's it. That's that all we know all that I have read in any okay. source anywhere. Now I've not done a deep internet dive on this, but like, Via the web and Twitter and Instagram and what else not, all I can say is the only thing that they're saying about it is he's in Jamaica dealing with a personal issue. Well, that's also what they're saying about the other big name, um, Emmanuel right. Reynoso. But we just know more about that. We know more about that one. Are we pencil whipping again? Is this, well, is this what I'm hearing? So he's, yes. So not, not, not necessarily again, but... Um, it's a, it sounds like allegedly, well, it sounds like the person that, you know, he, they had got to take the fall for him, um, maybe decided to renege. And so now he's possibly going to trial because, you know, speculating here, he was the one who actually did it. He got someone to try and take the fall for him. And that person decided to flip and, and didn't want to do that anymore. Um, so, so yeah, it's, uh, it's not great. He's, you know, that been sounds- cleared to play. Been cleared to play by the league, but again, it's it's 
you know. If I, they, if I were Ray, I'd start seeking asylum. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, you know, the team said that it would, this would be resolved, that he would be joining. He was supposed to be in California the very first week of the season to be as part of the, like, the MLS combine. Robin Lude went in his stead after Reynoso couldn't, couldn't leave the country. Um, mm-hmm. and, then and then the team was like, well, no, he'll, he'll be joining us in Orlando. It, it's totally fine. We, we understand what's going on. And then once he didn't show up to Orlando, they're like, we're not going to say anything more about this. Um, <laughs> he's dealing to a personal matter. And that's been their statement um, since. So, you know, there's been some internet sleuths out there, people who speak Spanish, who, you know, read stories and things like that. Um, there was rumors earlier this offseason that he wanted to a transfer to some place in, um, in South America because he wanted to be closer to home. We don't know what the validity. I thought his whole family was here. I don't know. It's again. It's a whole. It's a lot of a lot of stuff. So I don't know. Is there if we have anything concrete to add to this other than that? I mean, it's just Minnesota United continually stepping on rakes, sideshow bobbing it all over the yep. place because they don't know enough to ask the right questions or they just are they want to be ostriches with their heads in the sand i don't know it's it's frustrating following this team is Mm -hmm. you know uh mj or jess anything else to add about reynoso or or kamar lawrence or any of the new new loons i'll say one thing a lot of people um whether it's like Ragapani and the racist remarks uh, that were said during a Portland game or uh, Reynoso and his allegedly pistol whipping someone at a party. uh, You really need to, I'm not saying it's bad to want athletes that are fit your ideals or belief sets, but um, these are human beings. Um, sports are used as a way to get people out of bad neighbor neighborhoods or to lift people out of poverty. That is a thing. Very fair. Um, uh, capitalism makes that happen, whether we like capitalism or not. That's the gears that, that do this. And th- these these are human beings that to try to divorce their previous life or bad habits or where they came from and how they were raised and mm-hmm to just expect them to fit in line with what your expectations are of a professional athlete is not always re- realistic. True. Yeah. And, and, and no, that's hundred percent fair. <clears throat> we do have to remember that these, yeah, are, and these are way, you know, people way younger than us too. So there's also that to consider. Yeah. Um, well, like if you can think about some of the dumbass shit you were doing when you were 22, With 23, a lot more 24. At yeah. So the stakes are a lot higher. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's, since we did have an opportunity to discuss uh, Korean striker rumors while well, with MJ, MJ, I'm going to give you the floor here to talk about we have three different players with ties to um, uh, Asian teams two are very very korean one is not um but i know and i i, I just want to say everybody who did not tag everybody who listens to this uh, stupid podcast that when these rumors came out didn't tag mj 
bravo, like bravo <laughs> troll job of not taking MJ in the Korean striker conversation. Like you all, you did it, guys. We won because MJ got really pissed that he was not tagged in any tweets about Korean strikers. So go ahead, you know, MJ. There's just I just want to say there is a time and place for for tokenism and stereotypes and for those of you who are thinking you know yes mj is the only korean american soccer fan that i know but he doesn't speak for all korean soccer fans in the u.s he doesn't even speak for all korean soccer fans in minnesota so we're not going to just lambast him with tweet after tweet informing the him change of, we want to see in the world people yeah. I, I get love your you. intent i see your intent but i'm just like if there's one thing that i've been asking for for the last three years and all of our shall we say minnesota united's recruiting issues or scouting issues is please look to korea look to korea there's some amazing talent there you wanted to be and it finally and might happen and no one tagged me <laughs> and all i say all I, can, all I can say is bang up bang up job everybody bang up fucking job <laughs> Um, so let's, so tell us a little bit about these these two um, Korean national team players who were linked to Minnesota forever so briefly. Um, so Chogu Sung, uh, if you don't know Chogu Sung, go watch the YouTube video on all of Korea's goals scored in the 2022 World Cup because against Ghana, he had two amazing goals. Yes, he did. And he's 24. For those who haven't seen his picture on the cover of Vogue Korea with his shirt off, you should go do that as well. Um, yeah, did this dude have like 40,000 Instagram followers and then all of a sudden he had like 3 million after yeah, like a day? He had, he had offers of please marry me from Korean women and non-Korean women due to his He's very attractive. And, and, and his success of scoring goals at the at the World yes. Cup. Anywho, he scores um, all right. What, what did you say, Jess? He scores all right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> love it. Love That's it. That's the sartorial thoughts that we needed, Jess. That's I know. The names I know. Been... Yeah. I, like I mean, one... click on this link I put in the chat. You <laughs> see his two covers. <laughs> um, what I like about Chogu Song is that his he's abs. only. What did you say? His, his, his abs. abs yeah yeah well yeah he's he is fucking ripped and we all know that if you're ripped that translates to performance on the field and maybe and off. Off, the, off the field just beat me to it um as usual um but uh he, he's only 24 years old and he hasn't played outside of korea yet so those are two kind of key things is if you can get someone to say hey yes maybe you have dreams of going to europe or maybe you have dreams of going and in, in, in playing in Russia or something like that. But before you do those things, hey, maybe try MLS out. Like, it, this was, would have been a really good pitch to Chokusang to like, hey, you can develop your skills here in the United States. Um, it looks like by the last uh, translations of Korean news media that he will be staying with uh, Junbuk Hyundai that have, I think, won three out of the last four K-League titles i mean they're very successful yeah and so uh i don't uh blame him for wanting to stay there 
Because you know who hasn't won the last three out of four MLS titles? Minnesota United. Every, every team in MLS. Um, so uh, the other striker they were looking at who was Korean was uh, Hwang Ijo. Uh, Hwang Ijo is not 24 years old. He is much older. Uh, was, uh, was Hwang Ijo, was he the guy who learned Portuguese to, to shit talk Ronaldo? Or was that Cho Goi Sung? No, no, that was, that was Hwang Ijo. Okay, that was Hwang Ijo. Yeah, this, yeah. Dude, this dude learned Portuguese so that he could shit talk Ronaldo um, during their match with uh, Portugal and South Korea. Like that, th- like this is a guy. Like I know this guy's a lot. He's much older. But I was like, yeah, we need the dude who learns of another foreign language to shit talk other people because that is the kind of person we want in Minnesota. So go ahead, MJ. Sorry. Um, I want to make sure that I get this. Yeah, he's he's currently Nottingham Forest player, but he is has been loaned out to Galatasaray, or was loaned out to Galatasaray. Um, Correct. And I believe, and before that, he he had a very successful uh, stint with Bordeaux. In yeah. The so in the Minnesota was looking at him, I believe, last year when he was playing for Bordeaux. Um, but then he signed with Nottingham Forest, who then loaned him to Galatasaray. And apparently, it's not been a a, a successful loan. Um, he's just not um, not scoring goals for them. Um, I believe he had like what double digit goals for Bordeaux the last couple of years before this season. So I was. I was wrong. It was Chogu Sung who actually learned Portuguese to Okay. Not, Damn it. He, he Chogu Sung was 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 worried that he wasn't going to get a chance to score a goal because Ronaldo was being subbed off because he was doing jack shit against Korea. And Chogu Sung was like, if you keep taking up time, they're not going to put enough stoppage time on for me to score a goal. So get off the field. And he learned how to say, like, hurry up, get off the field <laughs> in Portuguese. That's awesome. And, and then um uh, and then uh, Ronaldo responded with a Portuguese customer like Cavallo or something like that. And you can go That's ask awesome. Eric Silver Brenneman what that means. But yeah. Anyways, um, sorry. But Juan well, Hidro is yeah. he's he's 30 years old, not 24. So he's just, like he would be a very short-term plan for scoring goals for Minnesota United. Um, what I like about Juan Ijo is that he is a very mobile striker. He's willing to drift wide. And considering how much Robin Lud and Fragapane and uh, Bongi like to cut inside, you know, having a striker that wants to, is willing to drift wide and not clutter the middle is a, is a good thing. Um, and so uh, he could have been a, a really good fit. Um, he still might be coming here. Uh, the latest I've heard is it's it's fifty fifty and it's all up in the air. David, have you heard anything else about Hwang Joe? No, that's <clears throat> that's what I that's what I know too. So it sounds like Minnesota has been in on him. Um, they identified him last year as a, as a potential player. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, they got just the rights, all that. Yep, it's just a matter of whether or not you know they can get a deal done. Um, because, yeah, it sounds like the loan to Galatasaray is not going well. So, uh, And then, finally, another center forward that they've been linked to, Georgios Giamakis, um, Greek player. Played Is he played for Celtic, MJ? Is it easier yes, note, so. for Celtic. Uh, Georgios Giacomakis. Okay. Um, and uh, he is 28 years old. Um, 
you know, uh, I don't know a lot about this guy basically because he's Greek and not Korean. But uh, <laughs> the latest, the latest news from from Asia is that uh, the winner of the Giacomacos sweepstakes is not MLS, not Europe, but Japan. The Yarawa Red Diamonds have have sealed the deal to bring Giacomacos um, to Japan. So the loons lose. <laughs> There's been a few other things. Um, the team has been uh, tied to, without any sort of definitive names, uh, a left back, um, a fullback, left-footed fullback from Liga Mekis that would more than likely would come in the summertime. Um, there's obviously been a couple other, um, you know, small rumors out there, including Adrian Heath to Everton, which is a, a rumor that's picking up a lot of steam by a lot of uh, important people who know what's going on. Um, Hashtag into to Everton. Oh yeah. my God, that would be horrible. <laughs> that would be horrible. But here's, but think about it this way, bud. You could trade Frank Lampard for Adrian uh, Heath. So then instead of having two teams managed by dipshits, you just have one team managed by a dipshit. It'd be the same dipshit, but yeah. Um, you, posted on his dipshittery. Yeah, and you, you you can't take one for the team, bud. Listen, no for for anyone who's seen Adrian Heath coach at Coventry or seen Adrian Heath coach at uh, uh, Orlando or Adrian Heath coach at Minnesota United. He's a one-trick pony. This is how he coaches. This is how he does media interviews. It's not great. And while you certainly could get a lot worse, and I think a lot of people forget that you could get a lot worse uh, as a coach in MLS than Adrian Heath. Yep. You also could get a lot better. And if we're talking about a lot better than MLS, imagine what the feeling is in the English Premier League. Fair points. Fair points. Uh, so as I mentioned, uh, Minnesota will come back um, after this week. We'll hang out in Minnesota for a week and do some training up in Blaine. Hopefully we'll get Kamar Lawrence and Reynoso back. Um, hopefully we'll have a couple more signings. And then the team is going to the Coachella Valley Invitational um, out in California this year, second year of the tournament. And they will be open to fans if you are heading out to LA uh, around that time and you want to hit up Coachella Valley. Um, yeah. Lots of, there's a uh, lots of teams. I believe 12 teams total are going. Um, we'll play the bread bowls, San Jose and Vancouver um, in about a week um, from the 11th through the 18th. We'll be out there for a, about a week beforehand um, doing some training and I'm sure there'll be some um, off the book scrimmages and things like that. But in terms of dates, um, since we last podcasted, they, they, they released a schedule. They released a lot of information about what's going on this year. February 25th, uh, we will be opening the season up um, in Frisco at FC Dallas. We'll have a break um, for the second week of the season. Um, I think it's technically our bye, but it's also the international break. Um, and then our home opener will be March 11th against the aforementioned Bread Bowls uh, at 730 uh, here at Allianz Field. So pretty cool. The June pretty 24th. Cold. 
pretty cold too. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, June 24th, July 16th. Uh, that's when CONCACAF Gold Cup is happening. They haven't announced any venues for that, but it wouldn't surprise me if Allianz Field gets a, a Gold Cup match um, just because we show up pretty well for the for Minnesota, United, for Minnesota United and for U.S. men and U.S. women. So mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me at all if we get a match there. And then the League's Cup, which was announced last year, we finally got our our draw uh, for this tournament. We will be playing, um, hosting the Chicago Fire and Puebla. The, those games will be hosted at Allianz Field. I'm not sure if the Chicago Fire-Puebla game will be in Chicago um, or if it will be a, a match at Allianz Field. Um, either way, it's an opportunity. We're going to Chicago early in the season. I believe April 8th we play in Chicago. I'm planning on taking the train down for that match. Um, but we'll get to see Chicago up here in Minnesota for League's Cup, which is super cool. Um, that tournament, we talked a little bit about it when it was first announced. Um, it's kind of World Cup style. There's groups of three. The top two teams go through. Um, they don't do draws. They only play 90 minutes. And if it's a tie for 90 minutes, um, there's a shootout with um, the winner of the shootout, shootout getting a bonus point, basically. So they're trying to keep those games close. And that'll be... Yeah, mid mid to late July to mid to mid August for that tournament. The, the entire league will shut down. Um, so I believe you know, pretty much as soon as the Cold Cup is done, that's when this league's cup tournament will pretty much start. So, mm-hmm. and then the other big piece of news for people who want to support um, Minnesota United and MLS is the Apple TV deal. Uh, we knew that they signed this, you know, two point five billion dollar contract, ten um, year mm-hmm. contract. Last year, we didn't know any details. We finally found out some details. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, if you will, obviously the, the athletic and, and MLS website um, have great breakdowns of this. Um, but some of the key points is that all games are going to be available. Um, you don't need, there'll be no blackouts. You can watch the games anywhere. You just need uh, access to the Apple TV plus app. You don't need to have an Apple TV or, or anything, um, you can buy this. Apparently you'll be able to buy this as a standalone thing. Um, literally it'll be like a, like a little tile that you click on your Roku TV or your phone or however you access Apple TV or Apple TV plus. Um, they announced a bunch of the, not a bunch, but not all of the <clears throat> um, announcers, analysts, things like that. Some interesting names on there. Taylor Twelman is going to be their lead um, uh, color guy. Um, Names like Sasha Question, a um, bunch of other former players, and uh, our own Kendra D. St. Aubin was hired as a match analyst. So, hey. um, the, so yeah, they're doing. They'll be doing games in uh, English, French, and Spanish. I believe all of the Canadian games will, will have a French option, with the idea that they'll hopefully extend that to as many games as they possibly can in the future. I think Portuguese is also on the list of languages that they want to. Um, eventually add to um, I don't know if they'll have Portuguese this year um, it's just, I don't know it's pretty cool it's 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 risky um, it's all under one umbrella it's one there will be some games on Fox uh, and Univision as well I believe Minnesota has a couple of Fox games the other interesting wrinkle is that all of the games will kick off during windows on either Saturday or Wednesday so we won't have any you know, three, I mean, there'll be very few, there'll be a few, I think, um, cause I believe the loons have a couple games that are moved 
to midday for um, you know a Fox viewing window or something like that. But most almost all the games will be Saturday nights at seven thirty local time uh, or Wednesday evenings at seven thirty local time. So um, yeah, which is nice. I love that. In some respects, it it, it does kind of suck because I was hoping to bring the kids to more games and, and getting the kids to seven thirty games is a little tougher. Um, but I think you know Ragnar probably can stay up now at this point. So Carl might only will probably only get to one or two games this year, but hopefully I can bring Ragnar to three or four. So, but it is you know it, it will create um, you know a lot of content and short periods of time where people can focus on MLS Saturday nights or Wednesday nights, kind of like an NFL style. So go ahead, MJ. This moving to more consistent start times on a Wednesday and Saturday evening at the same time mm-hmm. locally. Not only does this benefit someone like me who has a hard time keeping track of when the fuck does Minnesota United play. Yeah. It also benefits things like Blackheart and mm-hmm. um, the Midtown or Midway, Midway Saloon and things like that. Bars that service the area around soccer stadiums can have a more consistent expectation of when games are starting, what their crowds will be like, etc. Oh this yeah, is for a sure. Win. This is yeah. a huge win. Oh, for sure. And, and they can know how to staff, when to staff, things like that. Mm-hmm. No, there's not definitely there's definitely lots of um, benefits. There are some drawbacks. Um, I think you have to acknowledge that there are. It's not you know 100 awesome, um, but I think you're right. Then that the the benefits outweigh the drawbacks pretty considerably. So. The big drawback for me is if I want a random game at a bar, I have to hope they have some access to Apple TV. Yeah, that is, that is the thing that's, that's being discussed. It's like how we make, how, how you make sure that, because I mean, I don't know if you, the debacle with HBO max and the U S games now is like making sure that U S games are available because Warner Warner Brothers Discovery owns the for any non Concacaf, um, or yeah, non FIFA no non Concacaf matches. I can't remember exactly, but basically the the most recent two U.S. Uh, women's games like, went down against New Zealand. One was broadcast on TNT, and the other was broadcast on HBO Max. Um, so mm-hmm. if you didn't know that you could go to Universo um, and watch the game in Spanish, you and you were at a place where that didn't have HBO Max. You can watch the game. So there are going to these all streaming pack like things is, I think it's going to become the new normal. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully bars will be able to, you know, th- there'll be situations set up for places to have watch parties and things like that. Because if you can't watch the game, the fuck does it even matter? You know, mm-hmm. the license agreements for streaming in bars is still very much, uh, antiquated it's a it's it's the wild wild west and in, in, in that like it doesn't exist right it's like oh yeah you go to a oh, place no, and- there, there 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 are several end user license agreement things that say you know this streaming surface is for private in-home use this is not mm-hmm. for public large yeah. group use so if more and more sports are going to be on these platforms they are going to the platforms are going to have to change that if they want bars to be able to put their sports on yep so it'll be a learning curve this year obviously um 
yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty much it for Minnesota United news that I have. Unless you guys have anything else or any any, any other questions on stuff. Um, I have questions on stuff, David, but it's about your trip to Albuquerque. Okay. Well, we can let's dive in there. Um, uh, so, for those that don't know what the Independent Supporters Council is, will you explain be- briefly, David, what what they do? Yeah. So the Independent Supporters Council um, has been around for a long time. I'm, I don't know exactly how many years, um, but it's basically um, a organizing body of a bunch of different SGs throughout the country. So this is um, not just MLS supporter groups, right? So not just Minnesota United SGs, but um, uh, USL uh, Championship, USL League One, USL League Two, uh, NWSL, the USLW, um, NPSL for a little while when I think there, there are some, I think there's still some U- NPSL teams. So when Minnesota United, sorry, when Minneapolis city was in there, they were part of the NPSL group. So it really is, it's a place for sort of the leadership of different SGs to go, to get together once a year, um, to sort of discuss what's going on in sort of the state of soccer supporter culture in, in the U S um, you know, what's happening in our, our local states, cities, regions, things like that. Uh, it's, it's, it's work. It does work throughout the, the um, throughout the year work when issues arise with supporter groups um, or with front offices, things like that. So they're, they're basically sort of like the, I don't know, like the trade lobbying group for supporters um, in that they have, they have the ear of the leagues that, that their supporters are in. Mm-hmm. So if you, if, you know, we're getting, you know, the shaft at Minnesota with the Red Loons and t not getting the same access as like the Dark Clouds or something, we could bring that to the supporter, the ISC, and they would advocate for us, right? Or if we're all getting, you know, when a lot of the Iron Front stuff happened, um, the ISC was a very major player um, in helping facilitate all of those conversations and get us to a, a better spot. Um you know, they have been, and, and again, it's, there's groups from, yeah, like seven different leagues, six different leagues. Um, not every team is, is, has a supporter group that's recognized by ISC. Um, it's super easy to do if, if, you know, if the group that you are part of wants to be recognized by ISC, there's not a ton of like, you know, investment monetarily or anything like that organization is super well run um and it's you know run very cheaply the and the conference that i was just at is something that happens annually it moves around the country so two last year it was in portland two years ago well two years ago was covid the year before covid it was in baltimore um and then this year was in albuquerque um full disclosure minnesota sg's bid on hosting the conference here this year but um unfortunately we did not get it um, people mm-hmm. wanted to go to Albuquerque where it was warmer and it was literally 40 degrees most of the days I was there. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, it wasn't much warmer than Minnesota, <laughs> but the, the, the conference itself is a, is a, just a really great opportunity to again, meet all these different supporters who, throughout the country. These are the same people who are doing all the amazing work that we're doing up here just for their, um, for their uh, teams um, and members uh, share best practices. You know, there's, we, there's uh, some, training panel discussions things like that 
Um, and then just basically, yeah, honestly, to connect with a bunch of other like-minded, um, awesome individuals so that if we ever run into issues, because, you know, that's the big thing that you talk to any new SG that's coming in. If you're having an issue with a front office, like it's guaranteed that some other organization, some other SG has had that same issue and has helpful advice on how to deal with that. So, so there's a lot of, a lot of just like, you know, networking, connecting things like that so that when things come up, people know that they can reach out to somebody within the organization and that, and that there'd be someone who has advice. Or how, how to scrounge up TIFO supplies on a small budget. Yeah. Yeah. Things like vendor list, um, how to, yeah. How to connect with you know, new volunteers thing, you know, it's just, it's, yeah. So that's some of the, some of like the panels, discussions, uh, breakout sessions, things like that. So it's a, it's a two day conference. Um, it said it takes place that, you know, in January. Um, and it's just, a, yeah, again, it's a, just a good, this is my second year going. Um, just a really awesome opportunity to connect with a bunch of other fellow soccer supporters and, you know, get away from, you know, your life for a few days. So. Yeah. And David, did you, did you have a, a favorite panel um, discussion or, or breakout session that you were a part of? Uh, I'm not sure if a favorite. Um, there was uh, lots of cool ones. Um, Just name a couple. So Yeah. So, I mean, there's things like, like a way travel. Um, sure. Mel, Mel Burke uh, from Revanchulet. She, she uh, moderated a panel on growing your active support, which I heard went really yeah. well. A former guest of the podcast, Mel. Um, Ricky. You know, yeah, things like uh, importance of branding. Um, there was a great uh, conversation with uh, You Can Play, an organization that is working on LGBTQ plus uh, information stuff. Um, and for teams that are not as in- engaged with that and their front office, like Josie, the the person who sort of was representing the organization was just a, a super awesome person to activate with and, and that they're going to like help do the work, you know, with the SG. So just things like that and, and just offering resources to people is kind of what the whole weekend is honestly about. And then it's soccer people. So there's obviously, you know, a lot of drinking. I was, I'm, you know, trying not to partake. So not as engaged. However, it's Albuquerque too, which means, you know, they have the legal um, California sober uh, thing. So I was partaking in California sobering most of the weekend. So, um, uh, yeah. I don't know what that is, David. What, what do you uh, it's, do I? It's weed instead of alcohol. You are California <laughs> sober. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, just a fun, it's just, yeah, I said it's, it's a fun time, but it's also, there's really great opportunities to learn. And like I said, the, the biggest thing is, is honestly meeting a bunch of other SGs and stuff. So, I know, um, like I'll can I just go through the Minnesota contingent real quick? Sure. So Minnesota had we had every um every SG from Minnesota that has an SG um was there. So Red Loons, um, Dark Clouds, TNE, Bucket Hat Brigade, Brigade, Revanchulate, and then the Minneapolis Citizens. So every single team that you the Minnesota mm-hmm. has a professional has an as an a you know professional or semi-professional league. Um, had representation and that we were probably outside of Atlanta 
um, and the LA teams and New Mexico, which were, ho- were hosting the conference. I think we had the biggest contingent of, of, of um, SG leaders there at the conference. So, which is really cool. And I don't remember every, awesome. every single person who was there for each SG. So, um, but yeah, all the SGs were represented, which was, was and, fantastic. And did you, getting outside of Minnesota to the greater Midwest was like, did you meet up with any forward Madison people or union Omaha people? Oh yeah. We chatted with, uh, four Madison folks. Um, I, I'm not sure if union Omaha was there. Um, okay. I don't remember them. It's possible they were, it, this is the largest conference they've ever had. It was, there was over 150 people. Um, I believe last year at Portland, I think it was like a hundred and, 110 or something like that so it was even more people in portland so yeah it's and it's again it's you know like i said it's a lot of people who um are getting away from you know homes and families and stuff so you know people tend to go pretty hard thursday friday Mm -hmm. night so you know it's a little harder trying to like have those conversations with people until you know midday when people kind of you know sobered up a little bit or whatever but again it's just it was a really um yeah i had a really great time and like i said um you know rather than made some connections for the past several years when we've gone and meet up with these people when we travel um you know for for mass and games or for mls games it's just a really great thing to know that you know there are people who have your back you know with the stuff that you're trying to do so has anyone ever told you that your voice kind of sounds like Wayne on Letterkenny? No, but okay. Have you watched this show? I, I have watched Letterkenny, yeah. So, okay. I just binged all 11 seasons like the last week. And um, I, I guess, yeah, I guess if I have to be one, Wayne is probably the one I'd yeah, you're I'm Wayne. Squirrely, squirrely Dan, okay. All right. Um, my little know. brother is Squirrely Dan. I found out that's his um, other identity. He's both the dude and Squirrely Dan. Like, if they had a love child, it would be my brother. Um, awesome. I think yeah. I would okay. be um, um, Dairy. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, MJ, do you have any other any other questions or Jess about the ISD uh, conference? No. Pitter patter. <laughs> Pitter patter, let's get at her. Um, I, uh, if anybody wants to talk about it, I'm happy. Um, if you see me out at the black car watching you talk you know, EPL it? or, yeah, talk about it. Um, I'm happy to discuss it. It's like I said, it's uh, and all of the other, I'm sure all the other uh, reps who went from the other SGs would be happy to, to talk about it too. So, about it. About it. Okay, well, let's wrap up with some non-MLS news. Um, MJ, Minneapolis City, they, so we, we officially, they officially announced that they're just doing USL2 and UPSL next year. Uh, they have, they've been teasing a new coach, <clears throat> which they haven't announced yet. But that should be opening, happening pretty soon, as well as a schedule uh, for the upcoming year. So we don't have a schedule yet for Minneapolis city, but Mm-mm. hope that within, you know, by the end of February, there will be a schedule. So um, anything else from Minneapolis city that I, that I missed MJ. 
so several members of the club are in the Netherlands right now. Oh, cool. Just um, engaging with different football clubs at different levels on just how they can do things differently or do, do things better. Um, the pictures that I've seen, Dan Hudeman, chairman, uh, former head coach, now soccer, director of soccer, general manager, Matt Van Benskoten, and uh, merch person, uh, web person, multiple hats, everything extraordinary, Sarah Schreier um, yeah. are all over, over there right now. Um, they most recently were at RKC Valvik. Um, they were the most prominent club or the one that you may have heard of. They spent some time with PSV Eindhoven. Um, and I forget the lower level club that they, they first uh, jumped in with. Uh, apparently, they also met uh, Camp Seedorf, um, the famous uh, mural artist. So, yeah. Um, well, they, yeah, they did a mural here um, at the club shop and a couple other places back three years ago now was when they were Camp Seedorf yeah. was here, MJ, something like that. So, around the, yeah. So, super cool. Fun, well, awesome. fun, exciting things. I can't wait to hear about their trip. Um, and obviously, I can't wait to hear who the new head coach is. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about that off, off mic. So, okay. Uh, and then, uh, for the Gopher Soccer Gala, um, there are a couple new recruits, but one as a Minnesota Aurora fan and the Minnesota beat writer really stuck out at me. And that is Yelena Zabilich is now a Minnesota Gopher. She transfers in from University of Illinois, Chicago. Um, and initially MJ Anon was all a flutter with, oh, Aaron Chastain, the coach of the Gophers probably went to a few Aurora games and saw Yelena Zabilich play for Minnesota ah. Aurora this past summer. But mm. MJ Anon was quickly corrected by the more legitimate <laughs> equal time soccer people that Aaron Chastain, before she coached the Gophers, was coaching for University of Illinois, Chicago. Ah. Ah, fair enough. So, <laughs> so, so recruited her. Probably already familiar with that player. And uh, no surprise, uh, since uh, Zibulich is from Minnesota, you know, yeah. to play for her hometown Gophers, not a surprise getting getting her to, to join up. Good news all around for Aurora fans, for Gopher fans. If you're a Minnesota soccer fan, you should be excited about this. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Aurora, they announced that they are. So I don't know if we did a podcast after they announced that they were not going to be seeking um, a professional league next year. Um, that was kind of mm. there was talk about them trying to do it, and obviously things had were just moving too fast. Um, we may have talked about it on on the uh, World Cup show or something, but mm. they uh, they had to step back from that, which is basically like everything is just going to keep going as as it was before. Yay! Um, nothing changes really. Uh, they did announce yeah, that they have the signed an agreement. Awesome. They signed an agreement with TCO for I think the next three years, um, mm -hmm. or at least two years, with maybe an option for a third year. Um, so they'll be at the same spot in Egan um, as they were last year. So if you enjoyed going out there tailgating, catching the bus from the Blackheart, that will be happening for the next several years. So uh, and they should hopefully um, announce their schedule pretty soon too. I know that they are trying to work around obviously they don't want to you know overlap with minnesota united games that they can and minneapolis city and obviously they're, they're trying to do the best they can um 
I know it's it's from what I've heard it's a, it's a tough ask. So um, yeah, that's be, impossible. Yeah. So be gracious and be courteous to to you know Minneapolis City, Minnesota Aurora. If there's games that overlap, because you know these teams are all trying to do the best they can with the limited resources that they have, City and Aurora specifically because they don't have you know they share stadiums with other other places, um, mm-hmm. other teams. So they are, have a limited amount of dates available and things like that. So. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, so if you have to sell your Loons tickets to go to an Aurora game, just suck it up and sell your Loons tickets to go to an Aurora game. So, uh, all right. And then again, I'll just mention, you know, if you want to go back and, and listen, we we recorded um, seven podcasts about the World Cup, MJ, <laughs> or was it eight? I can't re- I can't remember. Uh, I believe if you if you count the four, if you count the four uh, pre prequel, oh, it'd be eleven. Yeah, it's, it's eleven. 11 no, we so, recorded 11 yeah recorded 11 podcasts in about a month um go back and listen to those check them out um i think they were i think they were awesome um it was really great chatting with uh eric and rodrigo every basically three days um and i'm hoping that we can do some more stuff with them in the future some crossover mm-hmm. um event work i know we missed you jess we had some um fit questions that we wanted to ask you so maybe we'll have to like retroactively go back and get your your thoughts on some of the hairstyles and wardrobe choices oh, of, yeah. of oh, certain I mean, of certain teams and players um but yeah but i think, we, I think is always yes so i think we'll definitely try and do something with the minnesota football show um our co-branded minnesota football daves as uh you know hopefully going forward here semi-regularly <laughs> so um cool all right well hey guys i mean it's great to be back in the saddle again Thank you both for joining us. Thank you to our all of our awesome listeners. Um, yeah. Uh, you can always rate review the podcast. Opening, MLS but, opening opening day is about a month away. It literally, yeah, it's it's about a month. It's literally about a month away. Um, so yeah, rate review the podcast wherever you get it. Uh, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave's I know. You can always hit us up at TDIKMN um, on Twitter. I'm at Texas Hour. MJ is at MJ Matsui. And Jess is, as always, at Jessica1440839 Niner 2. We made the days you know. This is the days I know. As you do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all, son, 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 y'all,